0: Hello there and welcome to the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion, and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm John, aka The Vintage Concepts, on Instagram. Man, oh man, what a week for Star Wars, huh? We got the finale to The Book of Boba Fett and confirmation that the next series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, premieres on May 25th, which just so happens to be the 45th anniversary of A New Hope. Much like Boba Fett finally remembering he wears a jetpack, time flies. It has also been an incredible week for the Vintage Collection in particular, starting with the reveal and pre-orders of Din Jaran in his Morak tank trooper disguise as part of this week's Bring Home the Bounty, followed by the arrival of the first Haslab Razorcrest vehicles to fans' doorsteps, finally, I got mine, what about you? and the first Hasbro livestream of the new year, Fan First Wednesday. This stream brought us first official looks at the previously pipelined Yoda, seemingly a repack from the 2019 Cave of Evil 3-pack, finally making his official TVC debut on his original 96 Empire Strikes Back card, as well as the 501st Legion Clone Trooper, modified a bit from the 2012 VC60 release to include a newer head from the Bad Batch 4-pack and a Clone Wars card. We also got new pipeline reveals of an upcoming Anakin Skywalker repack from Attack of the Clones, hopefully the 2013 Black Series version we've all been requesting, just in time for the film's 20th anniversary year, as well as a Mandalorian Commando, continuing this year's awesome focus on Clone Wars Season 7. But the main attraction was clearly the stunning new playset, Boba Fett's Throne Room, as seen in Return of the Jedi, The Mandalorian, and The Book of Boba Fett. Featuring a brand new carded Bib Fortuna, Boba's Throne, the grill with a rotating spit, the dais with soft goods rugs, and a total of 50 accessories, this Hasbro Pulse exclusive set goes so far above and beyond any of the other playsets and looks to be one of the greatest pieces Hasbro has ever created. I'm still having a hard time believing it's real, and I'm sure we'll all be talking a lot more about it as we get closer to its release next year. But what really brings us here today is the latest Q&A session with the Hasbro Star Wars team. We were lucky enough to participate this morning, so huge thank you to Patrick and Emily from the team for taking the time to chat with us, and to Litsky PR for setting this all up. We were in the fourth and final session of the day alongside the Force Guide, Indoor Express, Indoor System, and Star Wars Figurin alongside many other collecting fan sites from the first three sessions. So be sure to check them out to hear their questions as well. But for now, we hope you enjoy our questions and Hasbro's answers.
1: All right, uh, we'll go to John from Star Wars TVC Instagram. Hey, John. Hey,
0: thank you guys for doing this. Um, so you. the HasLab razor Crest, which is amazing, and last year's Target exclusive X-Wing repaint are great. Uh, but we haven't seen a new vehicle at mass retail since the Imperial Troop Transport uh, two years ago. Uh, Mission Fleet is chugging along very nicely, but we miss all the vehicles that make the 3.75-inch scale so special. Um, so can you speak to why we haven't seen as many lately? If we'll be seeing more in the future, <coughs> Mando's in one Starfighter, please, just saying.
2: Cough, cough. it's so cool right um so yeah i think that you know we definitely haven't walked away from vehicles in the vintage collection we're finding that right place to bring them to life whether that be in Haslabs labs or you know through this new maybe format that we're testing with the you know testing the waters with with the new playset that's a pulse exclusive but finding that right opportunity to bring a place a playset and a vehicle into the line is you know a dance of when that price point is right for us um, we definitely, though, have been totally inspired by the, the incredible vehicles that have continued to come out in the Disney Plus shows. And it's something we're thinking about. Nothing we can announce, of course, but um, vehicles are part of this world.
0: Both the Vintage Collection, Maldo, Crease, Mando, and Grogu, and the Elite Squad Trooper are VC211. Uh, will we see any running changes to fix this or assign one a new number? And why do uh, so many of these kind of overlapping number issues keep happening?
1: Yeah, that's it's a fair question. Um, we're not going to do a running change here. I think we did that previously. I think it was on that Yavin Leia. I think that created it. It came out of a good place to try to rectify the error and then get it out of creating more frustration uh, that there were kind of those two different variants out there. Uh, so they're both just going to live as VC 211, and hopefully in 40 years, kind of when we look back, it'll be you know something that's celebrated. We'll see. Um, in terms of why they keep happening, you know, it's definitely not our goal. There's no reason we would want that to happen. We are making sure that all numbers are filled, so there's no kind of gaps. Uh, once something is out with a redundant number, there's there's nothing we can do with it. Uh, whenever that happens, we look at why and we make sure it doesn't happen in the future. And kind of we we sometimes get more curveballs and we deal with those, but it's definitely there's no reason we would want it to happen. So it's definitely something we're working on for the future
0: some releases lately have turned out to be tied into the book of Boba Fett more than they seemed at first, like the 501st Legion clone trooper seen in the flashback, uh, Figurin Dan, and Ahsoka Tano. Um, There have been some more overt examples of this uh, phenomenon, like the Black Series getting original trilogy versions of Wedge and Palpatine before their returns in The Rise of Skywalker, or all the Boba Fett love that happened before his first return in The Mandalorian. So, Kind of going off of some of the other questions. Does Lucasfilm tell you which legacy characters are appearing in upcoming shows, so you can plan these releases without totally spoiling upcoming media, or are some of these just happy coincidences?
1: Yeah, I, I can't, I can't dive too much into the details. Um, but but when those things happen, you know, we're certainly thrilled. We were, I was, uh, I forget Emily if you were there, but Celebration in 2019, um, and obviously, kind of, we were in the crowd for the the Rise of Skywalker panel and. Ian McDermott kind of revealed, uh, and, and again, as you mentioned, we had that Palpatine uh, Black Series item being revealed either later that day or the next day, and it was great timing. So when those things come about, um, you know, however they come about, uh, it's certainly exciting because, uh, uh, again, well, I'll reiterate, you know, we trust Lucasfilm and Disney implicitly, and, and appreciate when they don't give us information because because it makes for a great on-screen product. Uh, we also love when those things line up because it makes a it makes just a, such a fun experience for for fans. of the product and the entertainment
0: we've gotten two deluxe priced boba fett figures each in tbc and tbs announced over the last few months Uh, some of them have additional accessories and the tython version in black series has enhanced deco but they seem to come up a little short in terms of offering a deluxe value at at this deluxe price point Um, especially considering they seem to reuse some parts from basic price figures um, and you were able to get an awesome TVC Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi into the basic line just about a year ago. Um, and other upcoming deluxe figures have large or multiple accessories. So why have all these uh, Boba releases come with such such a markup, the Boba tax as, as we call it?
1: Yeah, no, it, it's a fair question. Um, You know, basically different things can drive, it's not a one size fits all, different things can drive that higher price point for a figure. Uh, Certainly size is one of them, soft goods as well. You know, when we launched the Black Series deluxe line in 2019, and I said this on some earlier conversations, General Grievous, like literally he was in the line for several years leading up to that. We just couldn't make him work in the mainline price point because of his size and complexity and soft goods. And that's one of the reasons we invented the deluxe line in 2019. So those are certainly drivers. Deco is another huge one. Um, And that's obviously, you know, that's a major difference in fan-focused product. If you look at Black Series Vintage Collection versus some of our other lines, Deco is a huge differentiator. And and honestly, in our conversations, we wouldn't want to compromise on that in order to get a figure into the main line. That's a a key part of the fan fan experience and and what makes these products so cool. Boba Fett, honestly, like if you kind of compare him, he is... He is one of the most highly decoed uh, figures in the line, if not the most highly decoed in his armor. Um, you know, it's certainly not anything with the name Boba Fett. I think we did that Nomad Boba Fett from uh, Tython, I think, or Tatooine um, in, in the Black Series mainline. So it's not the name. Um, Deco is a huge piece, it's not cheap. Uh, and so that's uh, what drives that. We wouldn't be able to do the figures in mainline otherwise. And so, you know, that's why we're able to get them out through this means. We're
0: excited for more Mandalorian Warriors in the Vintage Collection, um, but we're a little bit confused on what all is coming. So we know about the Death Watch Mandalorian from the Mandalorian season one flashback, uh, but we've also gotten pipelines for Mandalorian Death Watch Airborne Trooper, Mandalorian Super Commando Captain, and now a Mandalorian Commando from yesterday. Um, Can you confirm that these are four separate releases? And is there anything else you can say about these to clarify or should we wait for, for the details?
2: Absolutely. I'd love to clarify on this one. So I'm just trying to fill up your shelves with Mandalorians because <laughs> all four of these are individual releases. Um, so the first one, you mentioned it. This first one is the Mandalorian, which was from the live action flashbacks. That's the only one out of the four, which is the live action trooper. Um, that Mandalorian has that dollar blue armor with the white striping. Um, Really loved the way that that um, Death Watch Mandalorian was portrayed in the entertainment. Following that, we loved the end conflict of uh, Clone Wars Season 7 and the way that it was like Red Army, Blue Army, the troopers that, you know, the Mandalorians that were loyal to uh, Darth Maul, the Mandalorians that were loyal to Bo-Katan. And that clash is going to be brought to life with two of these troopers, which is our... our Mandalorian Death Watch Airborne trooper on the blue side, our our Mandalorian Commando on the red side. So those two are going to be an awesome just army to build. And then the final one, the Mandalorian Super Commando Captain. Now he's a little bit of a deeper cut. This is the uh, Super Commando Cap- Captain that earlier in the Clone Wars actually tried to assassinate Duchess Satine. So he's a little deep cut, but you know, we love the way that he has the, the horns on the helmet and thought he was just such a visual treat. So yeah, get your shells ready. It's gonna be a, a total troop building fest in those couple of
0: And there you have it. Hopefully we all learned a little something today. Thanks again to the Hasbro Star Wars team and Litsky PR for having us today. Don't forget to check out the other fan sites for their Q&As today, too. You know where to find them. And please follow us on Instagram at SWTVC. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be nice to us if you see us in the street, all that good stuff. And most importantly, keep 375 alive, and may the Force be with you.